Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Soul Chic Podcast. I know, you're thinking, girl, where have you been? I'm trying to run away from doing these podcasts. (laughs) I know, it's been a while and I have really missed you guys. Don't think for a minute that I have forgotten about you. To be honest, like I said, I was trying to run away from this calling that God has placed upon me. But as we all know, and what I've come to really understand is that when God calls you to do something, he is not asking you, but telling you. And no matter how much you try to run away from it, his will is still going to get done. Mm-hmm. I thought, hmm, if I just did a couple of podcast episodes, God would have been like, girl, good job. Go ahead and rest. Um, no. Instead, God was like, oh, you think running away from these podcasts is going to get you out of doing my work? How about I redirect you and have you ministering on YouTube and Facebook? And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't sign up for that. I did not raise my hand to do none of that. But to God be all the glory through my churches, um, we have a women's Bible ministry. And to me, if I would participate, and I'm humbly grateful, did because it's really teaching me a lot. Not only that I can speak, I can preach the gospel but putting me in a space that I really know that God is the one that's calling me to do his work so I'm very grateful for that and since I've been doing that work I'm like I gotta get back to my podcast I gotta get back home I gotta come back home so I am home I'm happy to be home and I hope that you guys will come back home and join me and experience this life with me experience the word of god with me that pray for me that you guys yes pray for me that i will stay consistent yes lord pray that i will stay consistent and that i will continue to trust in god and know that he is the one who is leading me and guiding me and it's not me who's doing it but it's him so guys i'm humbly grateful that you guys are still here that you are listening in and um I really hope that this year is the year that I really can stick with this and, you know, really get the word of God out there that I can bless someone with the word of God and that can really transform their lives because that's what God has me here to do. So I'm just grateful to be back. I'm happy to be back to be back. So let's get into today's word message conversation. Right. Um, I recently did a Bible study teaching where I talked about how your calling births the will of God in our lives. And in that message that I have, whenever I give a message, I'm really speaking to myself. I, I really am because, you know, I need to minister to me first before I can minister to anybody else. So in that, you know, I talked about how when we walk in the calling that God has placed upon us, that births his will to be done. And whatever that will is, it not only affects us, but it affects everybody around us. You know, it affects our family, it affects our community, it affects our neighborhoods, our nation, our countries. So it, it's not only about us. So it's important that when we walk in our calling for us to understand that so many people will be or are affected by us being obedient to God and walking in the calling that he has already predestined for us. 
So we're just going to talk about that today and I'm going to give some, reiterate some things that I said in the um, Bible study um, lesson that I taught. So in the Bible, there are many stories of people who were called to do great things. And as I think about some of those people who sometimes wish that God would have called someone else, because when you are called upon by God, it may at times seems as if it comes with lots of trials and tribulations. And I can say that for uh, you know a firsthand experience because the calling that God has upon my life, there has been many things that I felt like, oh my goodness, Lord, like. If you're calling me to do this thing, why am I going through, you know, these very difficult times, these very difficult moments? But in those difficult times and in those difficult moments, that is when God is really perfecting us. That's when God is really molding us. That's when God is really training our muscles, training our muscles that we'd be able to handle, you know, the load that he's, you know, already placed on us that we will be able to carry. So although it may seem as if it's lots of trials and tribulations within the calling, we have to understand that and also know is that in that calling, it births the will of God for us, you know, and for our lives and for, like I said before, our family, our nation and our community. And when I think about people who were called, um, which were many people in the Bible, well, one person that I really can relate to is Moses. I, I love speaking about Moses because Moses reminds me of me. <laughs> he really does. You know, Moses was called to lead, you know, the children of Israel out of Egypt at a time where he ran away from Egypt. But God seeked for him that he would be the one to do it. And Moses when God appeared to him and, you know, let him know, listen, Moses, I need you to do this thing. I need you to lead my people out of Egypt. Moses' reaction was like, who am I? Um, out of all these people, you choosing me to do this thing? Like, no way. I, I cannot do this. This is not the calling that you have for me. Like, let's go to, you know, door number two. Let's, let's see what door number two looking like. You know, so sometimes when God calls us to do something in that moment, it seems as if we are not the ones who are qualified to do that calling that he placed upon us. It's like, no, God, I don't have the strength. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the education. I don't have the power. You know, I don't have the networking. I, I don't have all these things that you may see because in the natural, we don't see what God sees in the spirit. Because God is a spirit. He sees things that we cannot see. The word says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So how we think in a carnal mindset of things, God is not thinking that way. In our minds, we cannot do this. This is beyond us. This is beyond me. Like, I cannot do this thing. But God is like, you're the perfect person. You're exactly who I need to do this calling you're exactly the person that i need to do this thing to have my will be manifested on the earth there's nobody else that can do it but you so if we take a look at moses for example right in the beginning moses life seems to be one that was complicated since birth moses was born during the time when the pharaoh of egypt had ordered that every hebrew male child be killed upon birth and his mother, not knowing what her child's fate was going to be, operated in the will of God, right? By sending her son down the Nile River. And not only did Moses' mother 
operate in the will of God, but so did his sister. His sister operated in the will of God too because she followed her brother down the Nile River to make sure he got to Pharaoh's daughter. So when we are walking in that calling, sometimes it doesn't make sense, right? It seems like that, why Why would I do something like that? Just, just you know, staying with Moses, just think about his mother. Like, why would she wrap her son up and send them down the river you know as a mother you would think oh no my baby might drown something might happen to my child but she's like i'm i'm trusting god i'm gonna walk in this wheel right now i'm i'm going to allow god to do what only god can do so it's amazing right so in exodus chapter 3 um around verse 2 god would make his appearance to Moses in the burning bush. And there, you know, he will let Moses know, listen, Moses, I need you to go to Egypt and deliver my people out of there, right? I need you to get them out of there. And again, Moses would tell him in verse 11, um, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. And when Moses says that to God, I completely understand him because when God called me, to do what I'm doing today, I'm like, God, um, do you not know who I am? <laughs> do, do you not know that my mouth is like a, you know, seriously, you know, a machine gun? Like I could take people out with this tongue, honey. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not no, you know, I'm not refined. I'm not perfect. I'm not, I didn't come out the womb, you know, sanctified you know, with the Holy Ghost. It's, it's been a process with me, Father God. It's, it's been a process. So I can totally relate to Moses in that area when Moses is like, uh, no God, like I can't do this because, you know, I stutter, you know, I don't speak well. Um, I ran away from over there. You know, if, if Pharaoh catches me, I know it's, it's murder on sight. I, he, he's going to do something to me. So I, I can't take that chance. So all those things that he felt like he could not do arose in him and his flesh arose and said like, man, you know, you, you're not qualified for this job. You, you already know you are not the one for this job. So in that moment that we feel like we are not the ones who should be called to do the will of God, God is saying you are the perfect person. You are the perfect person. An example that I gave on a Bible study ministry is like when you go to apply for a job, you look at the qualifications first, right? You want to know what they're looking for. You're not going to go to a job and don't know what they're looking for. You want to know exactly what's looking for. So if you read the qualifications and, you know, usually check off what you have. So, for example, if the job asks you for a high school diploma, you're like, oh, check. I got that. Must have a four years college Education. Oh, check, check. I got that. They ask, um, requesting graduate degree. Check, check, check. I got that too. You know, may also ask two to five years of experience. Oh, you like, oh, I got this job. I got all of this. This is, this is looking good. I feel confident, you know, but if you continue to look at the qualifications and they say things like, you know, must conduct monthly workshop. You like, what? Monthly workshop. Yeah, I don't even know nothing about that. Be able to analyze financial data sheets. Financial who? Uh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Must be able to organize large corporate events. 
you like, nah, you know what? Now they ask it for too much. Like this job, I know this ain't the job for me. You know, we, we start to tell ourselves all these things that we can't do, that it must not be for us. We feel like we are not qualified for that position. And just like Moses, when God called him to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt, he started checking off all those things like, no, 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 God, like, I, I stutter. I'm not going back over there. I'm living my good life over here with Jethro. I'm married. I'm doing my own thing now. Like, I, yeah, this, this, this here is, no, I, I can't do this. But we must understand that God already knows when he calls us to do something, he already knows how we're going to react. Like, I can speak for myself. I know when God called me and he is calling me to be an evangelist, he knew already because he already know me. I would say, um, does N go with O? Because I'm not trying to do that. I'm, I ain't trying to be no evangelist. But God has already been working those things in me. And, and it's funny how God will work those things that you think you cannot do. But he's already been perfecting those things from a very long time. You know, and I only say that because when I think about me, I'm a person... I. Not that I love to speak. I don't have a problem speaking. I don't I don't have a problem. Like I was the one in school. If it's a project that has to be done and we have to do a oral presentation, I'm the person that everybody nominates. They like, okay, she girl got this. Like, like everybody is gonna write the paper, but she's gonna present it. Like this is what she does. So I don't have a problem with that. That's that's that I don't have a problem speaking. My thing is when it when it comes to preaching, I feel like, oh, okay, that's that's not me. I don't preaching the word of God like oh God I, I'm a work in progress like you know the your child is, is is special you know I was very special I'm, I'm special I don't know if I can do this thing here but God has as I walk in his calling has shown me like listen I've been perfecting you since the beginning I've been working with you since the beginning and although you think what your 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 mouth which is the tool that I'm going to use is something of a negative it's actually what I need. I need that. That's what I'm going to use to get my glory to be revealed. Like that's what I'm going to use to get my word out. That's what I'm going to use to get my people saved. So it's amazing how sometimes we think we don't have what God is looking for to do his will. But that calling on our life has already been sealed upon us since the beginning of time. Like since we were spirits with God, he already touched us and told us exactly and put in us what we were already going to do. So sometimes you may think, oh my goodness, like my mouth, I cannot possibly do anything positive <laughs> with my mouth. But that's not true. God uses us in miraculous way. God uses what man sometimes you think is like, is not usable. That is what he's going to use. That is what he is going to use. So it's amazing how Moses thought he was not the one qualified because, you know, he stuttered. He ran away from um, Egypt to avoid Pharaoh killing him because he killed one of the Egyptians back in Egypt. But like I said, God already know that we feel that we are not qualified for the job, just like Moses. But God, who is all knowing, knew that Moses would decline the offer. So he already had put in place resources that would help him to walk in that calling, right? For example, God provided a rod to him 
that will be God's controlling power in his hands. And he placed Aaron to be his microphone and hype man to be right by his side. I tell you, when God calls you, he has already equipped you. And I say that as a living testimony of that because, again, my mouth, I always knew that like my mouth is powerful. I, I This tongue that I have is straight. I tell people sometimes, I know my past or probably I had to have pirates in my in my in my ancestry somewhere because I I'm, I'm bona fide a pirate because I can say some stuff man I could bring back your three four five six generations you know you I have you thinking your great 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 grandmother said something or was something you you probably thinking to yourself like oh did my great grandmama really do that because <laughs> that's just me but it's amazing how. God will use the same tongue, the same lip that he would refine it, that, you know, he corrected. He would turn it around for what I used to use as a negative and turn it into a positive. So God will equip you. He will give you those tools. He will, he will give you the resources that you need. And even though you may think that the trials and the tribulation that comes, because remember our calling it's, it's heavy on us. It's, it's, it's a, whenever you're called by God, it's a heavy calling. It is. It's not light. God, when he calls you to do a specific thing, it's never easy. And it dawned on me, like, every time that God wanted someone to do something, like he called them to do something, he literally had to appear before them. He literally had to come and see about them. And that I've experienced that, like, where God had to literally place me before him to speak to me to let me know listen i'm going about to you i'm about to use you i'm going to use you so i have to show myself to you reveal myself to you in a way to let me know that okay this is god and he is going to use me for his glory he is going to use me for his will so we have to understand that sometimes and even though we may have trials that come to knock us out the way and make us think that maybe we weren't really called maybe we weren't really um positioned to 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 do what god has called us to do we have to understand that we're gonna face those hard times we're gonna face those adversities but we have to start um to think that if god is for us who can be against us if if we can do the things that god has called us to do then there's no reason to think that God did not call us to do something. Because sometimes we start to question ourselves and we ask, am I really called to do what God has sent me to do? Because we think that when God calls us to do some things, it's going to be easy. We really do. We think, oh man, this is smooth sailing. Like, oh, God called me to be uh, a preacher. God called me even to be a doctor. God called me to be an engineer. Oh, I'm going to fly through school. I'm not going to have no issues. Or if God called me to be an evangelist, oh, he's just going to put his words in my mouth and I'm going to be able to preach. No, that's that's not how any of this goes like there's going to be a time of refinement there's going to be a time of pressing there's going to be a time where he's working with you where you're going to think to yourself like oh man i'm i'll have to i may have to give up on this because i don't think god is calling me to do this thing i really don't think but we have to understand that if god calls you he's already qualified you you are qualified you 
are highly qualified to do what God has called you to do. So let's take a look in Hebrews, Hebrews 13, 20 to 21. And this says, Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, that is Jesus our Lord, wait for it, here it comes, equip you in every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. So this tells us that when we are called to do his will, and because it is his will that needs to be done, he will equip us so that we can accomplish his will, no matter how hard sometimes it may feel or seem. Especially in this present season, those who are called by God to do his will are finding themselves unable to move in the will of God. Why? Because their flesh is being pressed on every side. Trust me, I know. I know you're feeling, especially now during the pandemic, you're feeling like, my goodness, like I'm backed up on bills. So many things going on health-wise, um, worldly-wise. Now we're in the middle of a, a war between Russia and Ukraine. And it's like, oh my goodness, like it's so much. And even in that, when I think about Russia and Ukraine, I think about the president of Ukraine. Like he was called for such a time as this. Like sometimes, and I know in his heart, he's like, my goodness, this is a heavy burden. I know when he took office, to become president of Ukraine. He was not thinking in the back of his mind, like I'm gonna have to be in the middle of a war and I'm gonna have to cheer up my people. I'm gonna have to defend my country. I'm gonna have to be put myself in a position where I, I, it's, that's just imaginable, you know? So sometimes we're called to do the things that we never thought we would be able to do, but here we are walking in that calling. So we have to understand that those calling because they may come with trials and tribulation. It's still a calling and God has already equipped you. God has already made a way for you. God has already placed resources before you that can help you in that calling, especially with all the issues and problems that's going on today. You are called to do what God has called you to do. You know what he's called you to do because he keeps reminding you. I'm a living testimony of that. Like God reminds me all the time. Like when we are, you know, called to work, you know, called to walk in our calling, we have to find strength. We have to find strength in the word of God in order for us to be able to accomplish the things that God is calling us to do. So in order for us to walk in our calling, there's some things that we have to do. We have to be honest with ourselves. There's things that we need to do. One of the things that we need to do to operate in our calling is that we're going to have to kill the flesh. Yes, you heard me. That flesh is a mess. Your flesh will not accept the calling placed on your life because it already knows that in the natural, you are not qualified, right? Your flesh is saying, who do you think you are? Look at you. You know you do not have what it takes, right? Everything negative that your flesh is telling you those things. It will allow the issues of life to overtake you so that you are not able to submit yourself to the will of God. Let's look in Romans 8, 7. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. This means when our flesh controls our mind, 
we cannot do anything for God because it opposes everything that God is. God is spirit and our flesh is in constant battle with the spirit of God. And it does not want to be subjected to any law of God. Our flesh seriously is the number one deterrent besides the devil, Satan himself, that will keep us from accomplishing the will of God in our lives, that will keep us from a walking in our calling. Because the flesh is saying to you, you can't do this, girl. You cannot do that. You think you can open up that business? <laughs> Let me see you try. Your flesh is telling you, man, you are not educated enough. You don't have the money. You don't have the network. You don't have the understanding to do this thing that God is calling you to do. We're all a while in the spirit realm. God has already provided all those things for you. They're there. It's because we're looking in the natural so we can't see it. But it is already there. We have to be able to just walk in it. Even though we don't see it. That's why the word says we walk by faith and not by sight. Because if we continue to walk by sight, we can't walk in this calling. Like I said, when I speak, I speak to myself. Because me, I oftentimes like God, what I see before me, this is impossible. Like, I can't do this. Like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way I could do this. this I, it, it ain't no way. But I have to understand that my God is a spirit God and he operates in the spiritual realm. And because he operates in the spiritual realm that dominates, that has authority over the natural realm, if I put my trust in him, because he is the one who has called me to it, he is the one who is going to get me through it. Just like he's going to get me through it, he's going to get you through it. So that calling that he has placed upon your life, you have to cease it. You have to grab onto it and say, no, this is what God has spoken into my life. And I shall accomplish what God has spoken into my life. No matter what the noise on the outside in the natural realm is saying, no matter what people are saying, no matter what I see in front of me, I have to take hold of the calling that God has placed in my life. And not only that, when you take the um, hold of the calling you have to tell yourself the word of God you have to know the word of God to meditate on it to bring it back up so when the flesh arises the flesh comes back up to say go sit somewhere because you know you ain't qualified you can speak the word of God because and remember who you are in God one thing you need to remember that you are brought with a high price first Corinthians 6 20 tells us this your flesh may act like it owns you but it does not. You are already purchased by God. God has already bought you. That means he's paid. He's already um, paid for you so that you can be used how he desires you to be. You know, think about it when you buy something. When you go to the store and you get, you know, those pair of shoes, those cute shoes, right? Or that cute handbag or you know, that cute dress or that, that nice suit, guys. When you get that nice suit, that nice fitted suit, you, you purchase it. So that means you can use it however you want to. You already have plans for it. You already know what you're going to do with it. That's just like God. He's already paid for us. So he already knows what he's going to do with us. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He already knows what he's going to do with us. He didn't buy us and then put us to the side and forget about us. No, he's like, oh, I paid for this. I already know what I'm going to do with this. I, I already have it figured out. Praise be to God. He's already figured out. So remember, you're bought with a high price. Also, remember that you are saved 
and called with a holy calling, not according to our work, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. This is 2 Timothy 1, 9. God has already written in us from the beginning of time what he has called us to do. Hallelujah. Some of us is written as psalmists, guys with those beautiful voices, evangelists, preachers, deliverers, healers, counselor, teachers, intercessors, right? Prayer warriors. God has called us to so much more to work within his kingdom. And it is our job, our responsibility to walk in that calling. So those people who are waiting for you to birth that calling out of you, that will be the will of God, that they may receive it. That we, we have to think about that. So sometimes when it feels as if the calling is heavy, I can say sometimes I'm like, oh God, look, look how long it took me to come back and do this podcast because I feel like this, this, this is really, really, really heavy on me. Sometimes when we think that this calling is as heavy as a ton of bricks, we can rest assured and know that God is covering us, covering you with his powerful, powerful hands. Another thing we can do to walk in the calling, we have to actually start walking, start talking, start reading, start praying, start meditating. Also start fellowshipping with people who are walking in their calling. I mean, there's nothing more powerful they're seeing someone who is walking in the calling that God has placed upon their lives. I mean, they have that special anointing. When you see someone walking in their calling, whatever that calling may be, it could be in any professional life, any, anything that God has called them to do and has placed over them, they walk with a confidence. And the reason why it's important to start fellowshipping with people who are walking in their calling because they can encourage you, they can strengthen you, they can pray for you, right? They can intercede on your behalf. They can guide you on the on how, how to walk in that calling, how they were able to walk in their calling, listen to the voice of God. The Bible tells us iron sharpens iron. You don't want to be around people who's not walking in their calling because that's going to make you don't walk in your calling. You know, you're going to feel like, hey, this person's not doing much. I'm, I'm not going to do much either. No, find those people that are walking in the calling that God has placed on their lives. They will help you. They will motivate you to walk in the calling that God has placed in your life. And you will see how God use you. You will really see how God can use you. And his will is going to be birthed out of you. Where you can touch so many lives. So, so many lives life so it's important to remember that even though there's going to be obstacles surrounding you may be great remember you are not operating under your own authority you are god's vessel and he placed that calling in you so that he can use you for his glory the pain and the suffering that you may endure because of that calling should not be viewed as a punishment from god instead it should be seen as a refinement Yes, that's he's he's refining you. He's purifying you. He's pressing the oil, right? He's getting that oil pressed out of you so that you can be able to see him in new dimensions. That's what he's doing. He's he's revealing himself to you. The more you allow him to work with you, the more you walk in that calling, God is doing new things in you and through you. Right? Let's take a look at 1 Peter 5:10. And this is the Amplified Translation. It says, after you have suffered for a little while, 
the God of all grace, who imparts his blessing and favor, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish you, making you what you ought to be. Hallelujah. There's nothing better than being who God called you to be. Seriously, when you walk in the calling that God has placed in your life and he himself completes that calling in you, he confirms that calling in you, he strengthens that calling in you, he also establishes that calling in you, you see life in a whole new way. You understand God in a whole new way. You appreciate him in a whole new way. You worship him in a whole new way. Why? Because you understand that that calling that he has placed on you He's the one that's going to give you the strength to walk in it. He's the one who's going to complete it for you. He's the one who's going to confirm it for you. He's the one who's going to strengthen it in you. That's, that's, oh, our God is so good. Our God is just so good. Just remember, our God is faithful. And he is a life preserver. He who has called you will sustain you. The trials and the tribulations that come with the calling are only for a little while. We can trust that because our calling has everything to do with God's will, that he will make a way for us even when it looks like we are not the ones qualified for the job. Amen. Even when it looked like, oh, God, I know you didn't call me to do this thing. God, I don't think. No, God is saying you're thinking wrong. I did call you. And not only did I call you, I've already given you what you need. Just tap into me. Tap into me. Press into me. Lean into me. And I will show you exactly how to do this thing that I've called you to do. Hallelujah. God says he will show us. He will actually show us. We have to remember that. Remember in Jeremiah, God tells us that, you know, he has a future for us. He has a hope for us. So why would he give you a calling and don't give you the future to do that call to walk in that calling or the hope to walk in that calling no he's going to give you the things that you need in order to fulfill the will that he has he has already put in us so just remember that that walking in your calling births the will of god for your life and that even though it may seem hard even though it may seem like it come with a lot of complications trust me i know trust and believe I know, but remember that when we walk in that calling, it's not about us. It's not. It's about the will of God and about him getting the glory. Because when we walk in our calling, we are doing God's work. At the end of the day, that's what we're doing. We're doing his work on the earth, right? So as we come to this close of this message, I know it's probably pretty long, but I just wanted to say, walk in your calling today. I know that this is a message that maybe many people feel like, oh, I already walk in my calling. I'm already doing this in my calling. But are you really? Think about it. Are you really walking in that calling that God has called you to do? Not you thinking in yourself. But are you walking in the calling that God has called you to do? So I hope today's message wasn't too long. And it was an encouraging message to get you to start thinking and also walking in the calling that God has placed over your life. Because again, when you are walking in your calling, it's not only about you. It's about so many 
more other people it's about so many you know other people so you know walk in that calling today and i pray that you will ask god whatever that calling is over your life that he will be able to open your eyes to see that calling and allow you to walk in that calling victoriously right so let's just go ahead to our prayer card today let's see what it says oh this one says a sweet friendship refreshes the soul this is proverbs 27 9 a sweet friendship refreshes the soul yes it is so that part about me telling you to start fellowshipping with those who are walking in their calling this is what this verse is about that sweet friendship that friendship that will refresh your soul that will encourage you to walk in that calling i pray the god of the heavens will hear this prayer that i'm about to say that he will allow you to walk in that calling and find someone who will help guide you to walk in the calling that god has placed over your life yes let's say a prayer oh heavenly father we thank you god we thank you lord that you are god who is a God full of wisdom and full of knowledge. God, we thank you that you are a God who have called us since the beginning of time. You have called us with a special calling, each and every one of us, Lord. And in this new year, Father God, help us to walk in that calling. Help us to walk in that calling that we can accomplish your will, Father God. Not our will, but your will, God. Because we know when we're walking according to your will, that much more can be accomplished on the earth, God. So we ask in this hour, oh God, that you will pour out a fresh wind, a fresh anointing over each and every one of your children, Father God, that they will go out and walk with boldness and confidence, knowing that they are walking with you by their side, hallelujah, and they can uh, um, accomplish what you have called them to do we claim this victory in your name that we are walking in your calling god hallelujah and that your will will be manifested on the earth so use us god as your vessel lord use us for your kingdom god and let thy will be done on earth as it is already done in heaven we thank you so very much god in jesus name we pray amen amen and amen Alright guys, as always, may the peace of God be with you, with your family, and your community. Until next time guys, love you guys.